Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. Uh, glad you could join us. We are in the middle, like right in the middle of Advent. Yay. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that was like, what you were looking for? Of the five, we've just passed middle. Right? Okay, we've just passed the middle. But yeah. we're but you're right. We are in it. Yeah, we are we are directly um in the midst of it. Midst. In there the you midst go. of it. Mm. Anyway. Oh, and by the way, I know it's kind of Advent Christmas season. I'm noticing y'all have some festive mugs. Can you tell me a little yes. bit about those festive mugs? We yes. got these as a gift from a very faithful listener. What's up, Sean? Hey, hey. Sean, I'm drinking out of it right now. Yeah, me too. Got my Darth let's Vader. Have a, let's have a slurp. Let's Thanks for the mug. Slurp. Excellent. Very nice. Excellent. <sighs> so much better. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, guys. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. You got to like, love I that. Like coffee mugs. Absolutely. That's awesome. Mm. That's so oh, sweet. Speaking of love. Uh-oh. Oh, that's we're right. We're love. <gasps> yeah, love oh, is light, light the I love I thought candle. that was a segue to John's anniversary. Yeah, I totally <laughs> did, too. <laughs> I, totally I was like, you. how did you know? <laughs> oh, that's right. It, no, <laughs> you told me yesterday. Oh, yeah. T- today is today John's is Lori and my... And when you hear this, it will not be. Um, but... Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But Tuesday. Tuesday. 1213 12, 08. 12-13-08 is um, our... Uh, anniversary or it's our celebration of the lack of judgment momentary lapse of judgment (laughs) exactly right i think it was it was quite a long lapse of judgment (laughs) for that for lori um you know because i proposed to her in august of that year today is our proposal anniversary 12 13 14 Mm, there you go so they're just running a little bit behind us exactly it's the only one that i remember not Not true Yeah, I proposed awesome. on eight nine and got married on twelve uh, twelve thirteen. So. Man, congratulations! Yeah, how, man, how many years? Awesome. How many years? Fourteen years. Fourteen oh, wow. years. Yeah, um, very. <laughs> Love is in the air. Y'all keep praying for Lori. <laughs> <laughs> we never stop. Exactly right. We have a whole part, a whole team that meets regularly. Mm-hmm. Like what? <laughs> anyway, there you go. Um, Love well, it. Congratulations! Fantastic. That's awesome. So you bought her a Jeep. So I bought her a Jeep and I'm still teaching her how to drive it. I haven't started Did you really? teaching her how to drive it. Well, she knows how to drive. Let's Yes, she doesn't that, know how to drive a standard. That's what it is. So she let me buy a Jeep and then I bought a standard and she doesn't know how to She had one of those traumatic like her dad tried to teach her how to drive a standard and it did not go well. She said, evidently, I had an attitude problem, <laughs> which meant that she didn't know what to do. And he was yelling, clutch, clutch, clutch. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Yeah. So at some point, we're going to teach her when she gets over the fear of me teaching her how to drive a Jeep. Nice. Drive a standard. Jeep. Standard. Sorry. That's right. In my mind, Jeep should be standard. I know there's it's like, like all it's really cats are girls and yeah, all dogs are males. exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's really hard for me to to deal with the fact that like almost every Jeep that's made now is automatic. It's really hard to find a standard, uh, but I found one and I bought it. So happy anniversary! Thank you. Yep. Happy anniversary! Speaking of love. Speaking of love. And you're right. And you're right. This, this is the love candle this week. The love, the candle of love. Every time we say that, every year, I know I'm like, it sounds, that's, that's so weird. It, but yeah, sounds the, like a the 70s. candle of love, the love candle. 
That's right. I feel like you need disco music in the background for that or something yep. like that. You know, disco. We don't, you don't, I don't, I don't have no, any. No, let's not. I can in, insert some. No. That works. That was that was actually pretty good for. Uh, <laughs> that was that was a shot in the dark, but oh man. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, super excited about this one because we get to talk about the Ark of the Covenant. Yes, we do. Um, Which is a little weird because we just we did, talked about just the Ark, did it Ark in of the first. Samuel. It's like you let the cat out of the bag That's a little right. bit. That's right. Let the man out of the ark. Um, <laughs> that was a good. That was a preacher joke right there. Sorry. No. Um, so yeah. So because of that, I'm not going to spend as much time on the structure of the ark itself, mm-hmm. but instead on the items inside the ark. Okay. Um, and and I've got a really cool thing that came that like in my research jumped out. Uh, I'm most of the way done with the sermon already, so. Um, which is always fun early in the week. Uh, give me a little time to a little more time to percolate uh, about it. But um, yeah, so we've got this, and and of those, I've already we've already spent sub, sub substantial time talking about manna mm-hmm. with showbread. So those are the three things uh, it tells us. Okay, here's what's wild. It, there's there's no place in the Hebrew scriptures that clearly lay out what are the things that are in the ark. Like, there's no one place that's like, oh, these three things. Um, and in fact, now I'm having to do a little research. I've got to continue to do a little research that it, where we got our imagery for the Ten Commandments, the tablets of the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. <clears throat> is even a little weird for me. I'm not sure Kinda why like we had this clear. top? Yeah. Okay. Um, so for a few things, that and that it actually specifically says in the Hebrew scripture that the writing was on the front and the back of the stones. And it is, it may not, ju- it's not that it's the, it is the writing of the covenant that is on the stones and where it says, uh, where it says the 10 commandments, when it says, you know, the writing on the stone, the 10 commandments are what were on these. It's nowhere near Exodus 20 where the 10 commandments are. It's actually after a list of another series of commandments that some of which are the same and some of which are different. And it, and there's a way to count them that there's 10 of those. And so it just is one of those mind boggling. I mean, I've always grown up with, I just assumed Charleston Heston had those two. No, tablets I, was, and, I was about to say like, no, I saw this I saw in a the movie. Bible. Yeah, yeah. I saw the, saw the movie about this. I um, saw the, the funny movie footage. where, where, where he had three 15. of them. Yeah. <laughs> and he dropped one. <laughs> no, never seen that. No. Was that Tim Conway? Was yeah, that the history no, of the world? No, it's Mel, or? uh, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Thank That's you. Right. I, was like, I almost said Mel Gibson. Sorry. Sorry, Mel De- Brooks. Definitely not. Hey, Sorry, way. Mel Brooks. No, Mel Brooks. Um, that was hilarious. Yeah, the here I have God's fifteen, 15 command ten, ten, command- ten commandments. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, it's yeah, not that okay. Funny. The, so but the, it's it's, it's kind really of funny. funny. Yeah. I mean, a little irreverent, a little irreverent, and and also like. Um, yep, you gotta laugh at yourself. You so laugh you, at yourself when you were talking about showbread. Yep. You found some interesting connections to nativity, but you were saying it, they weren't as immediate. Right. For the ark, <laughs> are you finding similarly or or where you're at right now? Okay, are so you like this is this is okay, spoiler. This is just truly for those who are listening, you're going to get to hear the the reveal uh, that's okay. going to happen. Bum, bum, bum. It's very difficult to identify Jesus with the ark itself. Okay. So unlike the others, and and Paul can speak to the incense. Uh, Jesus says the smoke 
Yeah. When you put that slide up, Ginger started writing it all down in the oh. second service, and I was like, "Don't you don't don't write that." He's he's about to tell you that's not for real. Joke, joke, it's a joke. So she's like, "Why don't I write it down?" Oh, and then the second service, you threw it up there, and you talked a long time before, before you got, I got to, to smoke, it. and so yeah. she kept paying like, "Why." Why can't I write this down? Like, it's really, it's okay. Don't need to write. She's like, why can't I write this down? He's going over. Like, just, just wait. Just wait a second. Just wait. Um, Give but, it a uh, minute. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it is a finding Jesus in the, the, as the intercessor, as, mm-hmm. you know, saying Jesus as a smoke is funny, but it's also, there's something to it. He, he is, he is the intercessor for our prayers, right. these yeah. prayers that are going up. Um, one of the things that had struck me about the, incense altar was that it's right in front i think right in front of although i know there's some debate over is it right inside the curtain or right in front of it okay okay but so you'll know by the way i've never heard this uh, and i've never i went and looked and there's nothing it one of the um i guess more rabbinical sources that i found said there was no opening in the curtain they crawled under they crawled under and so they had to crawl under this heavy curtain to get into the holy which Totally makes sense, actually. The idea that it has a mm-hmm. like a middle that you can just push to the sides oh, and go no. in or whatever. Like you wouldn't be able to tear it from top to bottom if it had right a if it already had a middle. And so what struck me, or or go to the side, or I I, I think I just always assume it was to the side that you crawl under that it's anchored on all the way, all the sides, anchored top and sides. I like don't a, think like you would have to wall. anchor it, but it's as heavy as it is. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, that's a interesting. The thought is that they just had to get down on their hands and knees and push through at the base. Which again works. I mean, that's totally appropriate. Anyway, but uh, that this, but the, what was key was this incense altar is clearly the connection point between everything and what's behind the holy of holies, because the the nearest they right there up against the curtain probably is where it was. Yeah, and so the smoke is meant to to even pierce that curtain, pierce that veil into the holy of holies, yeah. and and so it's that that's the pivot point. It it is the the thing that connects everything outside of the curtain to everything inside the curtain, which is that the wouldn't prayers. You, wouldn't you hate to be that high priest that accidentally knocked over the uh, oh altar Vincent's in order to get into the Holy Holies? Okay. <laughs> Paul and I talked about just yeah, for a few minutes Sunday before. about how, how often did they mess this up? Oh gosh. And I mean, every single day, everything had to be done right. And this is a people who didn't faithfully do anything, anything. right. Yeah. Just like us. us. And so, you think about it, there's all these careful rules. Hey, 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 every morning, every morning, you you clean the wicks, you clean out the the lamp, and then at night you refill it and you light the oil at night. And at each of those two times, you're also replacing the coal and the and the frankincense mixture in the incense altar. And don't ever mess this. And the twelve massive loaves of bread go up every. Sunday or every end of every Sabbath till the next Sabbath. And and this is a people who apparently missed Sabbaths all the time. They set up mm-hmm. Asherah poles and worshiped Baal. And there may have been times of where the a tabernacle was in extreme disrepair. I mean, just so were there times that somebody like, oh, you know, did one of Eli's kids drunk knock over the... I mean, Eli wouldn't be, was, it wouldn't be surprising. Eli right. was fat. Yeah, how did he get in the yeah, holy Let me holy. let me tell you what. It's hard to get on the ground when you're fat. <laughs> it's very possible to knock some piece of furniture over on accident. Most people crawled. He just kind of rolled, rolled under, under. The, under the. Excuse me. <laughs> so with the tabernacle, which is like, wild, the thought. 
the way that so yeah it was portable yeah everything was everything portable. was portable so uh, how do you how do we distinguish between oh we're taking down the curtain because we're moving to a different place i suspect it's not clearly delineated but okay. i suspect it involved taking down everything and the ark being still sitting there and then they put they, then they would pick up the poles of the ark and move it okay I don't think they would go into the Holy of Holies and move the Ark out. Oh, okay. They would just dis dismantle the tent around okay, everything. That. Okay. That's the only thing that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a great point that, that, that the Holy of Holies was mobile. Right. It wasn't a single spot. Like it was wherever the tabernacle stopped. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and by the way, that's how they knew when to stop was, was when the smoke or the flame above the Holy of, above the Ark um, told them to stop. Oh, okay. When so it that, stopped, yes. they stopped. And okay, then that, they set it down, and then they built a tabernacle around it. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Um, but It was less wild. like, hey, we should move today. Yeah, no, there was... Yeah. Oh, gosh, no. Yeah, they would ha they would stay wherever they were until the smoke or the fire began to move. And it was, oh, time, well, time we, to we move. Got, we got to go. <laughs> yep. Okay. Interesting. Um, That's cool. It's pretty wild to, to consider what their life would have been. I mean, a daily miracle. And a constant daily inner direct interaction with Almighty God. Um, and the fact that they still fought about it. In fact, so we're about to get to the, the one that I'm going to spend the most time unpacking by far because we've spent the less time on it is uh, Aaron's rod, um, the budding rod of Aaron. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're going to talk some about the, the tablets. We'll discuss that. And it's not hard. That's not hard to connect to Christ. It is literally his word. But one of the things that makes it hard to connect the ark itself to Christ is the fact that God's voice comes from above the ark. It comes from above the mercy seat. Not inside. Not, it. not it itself. And so that's why connecting Jesus sitting on the, on the grave with the angels on both sides and him sitting on that and speaking from that location, like that, that's the ark. Like he's, he's clearly delineating this is the mercy seat. Throne. And it's been, exactly, it's a throne. That's what it is. And so the things that are inside the seat, inside the throne, are really what's what's in the ark. And so one of them is 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 quite literally the very word of God sent down to man. Well, that's that's not hard to connect to the person of Christ. No, not much effort there. The pot of manna, which we already focused on. Jesus was the bread of life, as we've talked about very clearly. And then you get the budding rod. Now here's here's something fun. Uh, what what do we know about Aaron's? rod like what What else do we know about it anything anything that the aaron's rod did is it aaron's rod that was turned into a snake or was that moses's rod um both both so moses rod his staff is turned into a snake in the wilderness before the burning bush so god has him do it yeah. then remember throw it down and i'll show you mm -hmm. yeah. but then in front of pharaoh it's clearly aaron mm -hmm. who throws down the, the staff so there's a whole line of thinking, by the way, in Jewish thought that there was only one staff and Aaron and Moses shared it hmm. and that it was this one staff. It's what parted the Red Sea. It's what gave Israel the victory as it was held up high by Moses. But I don't see it. I think there's two staffs here. And it's just that both were turned into snakes, one in front of Pharaoh and one in the wilderness. Um, but then you also have Aaron. So you have this big rebellion in Israel, Korah's rebellion. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so there's this massive rebellion. God 
just destroys thousands of people in the midst of it. They, they rebel against Moses. They decide they know better than he does. Um, is this the snakes? Uh, nope, different okay. one. This is the one where they open up the he opens up the ground oh, and they just, swallows a bunch of people. Oh, okay, destroys them that way, and then there is a plague that hits and kills a whole bunch more. This is the this is like the main one, or at least one of the either the first one or the main one where God says, uh, after the the golden calf, mm-hmm. this is the next time he's like, you know what? I'll tell you what, let's just wipe them all out and start over again with you, but Moses. Yep. So, so we have these two situations. You have the Korah's rebellion. At the end of Korah's rebellion, Moses, God has Moses take the 12 leaders of the tribes and each put their staff inside the tabernacle overnight. And he says, I will, I will choose who is going to be the head of my priests from their staff, whoever I choose. And it'll be clear to you. And the next day, Aaron's staff has not only budded and flowered, but it has produced almonds. Um, and so it, it literally, in, in Numbers 17, the next day Moses went in the tent of the testimony, and behold, the staff of Aaron for the house of Levi had sprouted and put forth buds and produced blossoms and born ripe almonds. Overnight. So that's a pretty neat trick, obviously. <laughs> so the dead stick became yeah. a living snake, and then the dead stick then budded and produced fruit. So this is not just the power over the magic of Egypt, which is what it did when it turned into a snake, but now it's the power, the very power itself over life, which I've talked about many times, is not impressive. I mean, we can cake each other's lives all the time, but power over death, and that is impressive. That's something we don't have the power to change. So, which is, that's very impressive. And I'm going to touch on Mary and Martha, conversation with Jesus. When he declares himself, you know, the resurrection. The resurrection. So what's interesting is the ark itself does not connect very easily to the person of Christ. Um, But the three items inside of it certainly do. So here's what's wild. In the Roman Catholic world, there is an entire thing. So the ark is called the Ark of the Covenant. Because it is this, it is the main symbol of the God's first covenant with His people Israel, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is an Ark of the Second Covenant in Roman Catholic teaching. Any guesses? Mm-mm. Mary. So Mary is the Ark of the Second Covenant because she carried, she carried inside of her the Word of God, the living, the one to be resurrected, the the source of life, and the um. With the bread of life. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And so one of her titles, I mean, I was like, how did I, this is the kind of thing I feel like I should have learned in seminary. Like this should have come up at some point as a fascinating conversation. In a Baptist seminary? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, granted. No, they're not going to do that. But it's a, in my mind, I think you got a pretty good, pretty good theological point that, that she is the one who carries inside of her for nine, 10 months, the the parts of the new covenant. Mm-hmm. Like she carries that inside of her. And I think that's actually an appropriate title of all the yeah, inappropriate she's titles not a she can throne. get. Now that's where it falls apart. Obviously mm-hmm. is the, the, now, but the mercy seat is independent of the ark. It's, it is a part of the lid of the ark, but it's actually presented as an independent part. So it would be totally wrong to present her as in any way, part of the mercy seat. That would be, yeah, in my opinion, bordering on heretical. 
um, if not just heretical. Mm-hmm. But to say, I, I see the case that's been made that in what Mary was doing from Nazareth to Bethlehem was bearing the items of the ark to Bethlehem. So there's two poles on the donkey now? <laughs> Is that what we're <laughs> going to make sure and... I, I think it's more uh, uh, analogous than that, than it sure. is just literal. <laughs> Whatever you say. Joseph better not touch her, because <laughs> good way to get struck That's down. exactly His right. face will melt off. Anyway, I was just intrigued I mean, by it that. does say that they didn't, anyway. That's right. Yeah. He didn't um, touch her. I, but I didn't do touch think her that way. Really, yeah, really interesting analogy that I had not thought of. But it certainly does connect it to nativity. Yeah. The I like the idea of uh, of looking at the mercy seat as the throne. Um, and then we, I think get, it is. we get a very clear picture of uh, worship inside of that. Because yes. worship is always uh, described, not always described. The majority of words that are used for worship are uh, the kneeling down, the prostrate. Mm-hmm. We say it right. The prostrating yourself <laughs> yeah. um, before God. Bazinga. Um <laughs> Uh, that you would do before a king. And so the right. idea of him being on a throne, one we don't really think of um, in American culture because we don't have kings yep. but, or thrones. Yep. I think I think the, you know, I'll probably reference the wise men and the fact that they brought gifts referencing these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but But it just, it was just fascinating to me that I think probably because of my Protestant background, I, I've, I've, and I've taught about Mary many times. Paul's heard me mm-hmm. do it. And, and I just, I'm fascinated by her as a person. I think she has as an amazing person of faith and character. Um, I actually think it's a great disservice to her when they, when she is venerated um, too highly. Um, I think if anyone was going to be really, really mad about that, it would be her. Like mm-hmm. I think I told you guys, I think I've told you for sure about the the book that I had read years ago called Observer. It's a fiction book about a demon who is, who is um, Satan's note taker. Mm. And so every time Satan needs a false gospel written, it's observer's job to write it like he's his scribe. Mm -hmm. And there's in the book, there's an intense moment when he is there for the death of Mary, when Mary finally dies and, you know, angels come to attend her and, and to bring her to be with her son. And, and she shoves past, she sees him there and she shoves past all the angels to poke her finger in his chest condemn him for it, distract, using her to distract from her son mm. and how angry she is that she knows Satan is going to try to use her to distract from her son. Like, well, she helped there for a little bit, <laughs> venerated herself pretty good there for one moment. So when, when she uh, shows up to bring Jesus back. Oh, oh, cause with her, she's with the family, her children. Yeah, cause he's, cause he's gone crazy. He's gone crazy. Listen, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Do you I mean, you're going to portray that in the chosen. We just at some always, point? I don't know. I would hope so, dude. That would be wild. That'd I think that great. they should, but I don't. Absolutely. I mean, you know, like that's one of those. I would have done it before. Now I would have yeah. done it earlier on. I would have too. Um, but it's the same. Like, there's so many things. I don't know that they're going. You know, yeah, like, you can't do it all. Can't do it all. Maybe but not. it is like that's one of those very like you know we don't we don't have any heroes in the Bible except for Jesus. We don't right. have any, sorry, we don't have any flawless heroes right. in the right. Bible except for Jesus. Not that everybody else is not a no hero. No redeemers. What were you going to say, Paul? You were you looked at something over there that I could tell had your attention at least for, you just checking emails. He's checking emails. Yeah. No, I did. But a black I think, on yeah. a red tin. No, I think, I, well, what some of what I was looking up was all the, 
all the miracles that Aaron's rod did perform. If it's one rod, right? Because it's just the two, isn't it? Well, and so it, it actually, so like, and this is what I was trying to remember of like which one of the miracles, but um, so like Exodus seven nineteen, and the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, take your staff right. and stretch your hand over the waters of Egypt. Um, okay, wait, that is the, the, mm-hmm. over, the one that turns it into blood is mm-hmm. Aaron. Aaron. Okay. Same thing of like uh, in chapter eight, five, I, and the Lord that. said to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch out your hand with your staff over the rivers to make frogs come up. Mm. And then mm. gnats mm-hmm. in later in that chapter in 16, say to Aaron, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth so that it may become gnats in all the land of Egypt. And that's what I was trying to trying to track through of like, which, how many of them? how many of them, if it was just those three? Well, that would be five because we'd be at serpent, oh, true, blood, sorry. frogs, gnats and budding. Mm hmm. That's interesting. I glanced through that, that, some of those very same passages, and I must have just missed some of the, he said to Moses, to tell Aaron to do it. To tell Aaron to do it. Yeah. Because the blood one, I remember it saying like, to raise the staff, the one that had become a snake. But the problem is that seemed to apply to both staff. could be both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That'll help me. Yeah. Yeah. the, the, The snake one, it's also in seven. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when Pharaoh says to you, prove yourselves by working a miracle, then you shall say to Aaron, take your staff mm-hmm. and cast it down before Pharaoh. So this is just a good reminder that when your children are walking through the woods and they pick up a stick, encourage them <laughs> to put it down. No, <laughs> yeah. don't tell them to put it down. Pick up your yep. stick. That's great. There's something cool but about both, that. Yeah. Both of them for each man cast down his staff and they became serpents. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's the two Egyptians. Mm-hmm. So now it's three staffs. We've talked about it before. I've always thought. Did it get bigger? Fa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm fascinated by the the fact that Pharaoh's, we've talked about this several times, that Pharaoh's magicians keep create, copying what Moses and Aaron have just done, what God's just done mm-hmm. through them, which does not help. Like, oh, we can make frogs. And I've always imagined if I'm Pharaoh going like, I don't need more frogs. I don't need frogs. more frogs. Can make you get go rid away. of frogs? Stop Can you it. make them stop? I don't need. Thanks for adding a few yes. more frogs. We need water, not blood. <laughs> not more blood. You turning more water into blood doesn't help anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just, I don't know why that's a, that struck me. Anyway, I'm fascinated by this as always. Um, I, I, I told, I just, I love my job. I love getting to dig into these things and try to figure out. And look for these connections. What Always a weirdo, try to be very right? careful. Yeah, we'll be very careful of not to overdo it. Mm-hmm. And and this is one of those that when I searched, what is the Ark of the Second? Because I'm looking at the Ark of the Covenant. I'm like, wait, is there an Ark of the Second Covenant? Type that in, and it is statues and paintings and whatever of Mary standing on a horns with cherubim around her. Now, which in my opinion puts oh, her on geez, the mercy seat, yeah. and that's. <laughs> That's that rough. was like, that's, that's not can right. Can you put her underneath can, the horns? Yeah, right. Um, but it's, uh, anyway, it's just fascinating. Fascinating. that we're Again, once again, it's not like we're the first who's ever made these connections. We've, mm-hmm. we're, we're working through something many women have been doing for a long time. But it's so fun to do it together. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Be encouraged. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>